Hello, and welcome to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast, COVID-19 edition. I'm Scott Westby. I'm Matt Waterworth. Uh, we are Full Swing Productions, and uh, sometimes we bring you uh, interviews from the uh, Alberta film and video and media landscape. Um, and we have two fantastic filmmakers with us today. Uh, we're chatting about their new short film, Rosebud. And uh, so, yeah, please welcome Eric Pauls and Michael Janke. How are you guys? Hey, we're good. Thanks for having us. Hi. Thank Eric you. joining the, the two-timer club. Oh, Yeah. Is that pretty exclusive? <laughs> it's getting bigger, but uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, glad, and, and, glad uh, to be back. Yeah, great to have you guys. Um, so yeah, tell us about the film. Uh, yeah, the film's called Rosebud, Alberta, and for people from Alberta, a lot of people know of the town Rosebud and the theater that is there. It's located just outside of uh, Drumheller. And the film is a day in the life of that town, a short documentary that kind of just tries to capture the magic of that town and the amount of work that goes into a single day of production there. And uh, yeah, we're going to be releasing it on May 28th as um, uh, kind of in partnership with the theater as a way to help raise funds for Rosebud Theater and School because they are struggling during this COVID period, like many people. And uh, yeah, we thought it was a good opportunity to get the film out now, also because our festival run obviously got cut short as a result of this. So it was serendipitous. Of course, yeah, that's uh, yeah, lots of lots of this happening, uh, of course, for a lot of films. And and that sounds that sounds really cool. It's called Rosebud, Alberta. Yeah, Rosebud, Alberta. Yeah, Rosebud is uh, you you take a bunch of range roads towards Drumheller, and you'll just come <laughs> into this little this little valley yeah. uh, about about an hour from here and if you blink you'll miss it and uh you'll go right through the intersection but it is basically an intersection a theater a beautiful theater uh and um and a theater school a theater school and that's that is and that is what the entire town exists around those that industry that that building kind of thing so and it's quite is that right that's because because i have heard of the theater company before like they like they, they yeah. do work that certainly reaches outside outside of the, the town but it's really all based around that theater company oh uh, yeah, yeah like the, there's no gas station there's no grocery store of any kind like the the theater school and the theater are sort of in tandem and yeah if if they weren't there it would be a ghost town it, it only exists because there are artists there that are performing shows at that theater it's crazy. That's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, so, so tell us about I mean, why this film. Tell us about the story, how it came to be, um, all that stuff. Go for it, Mike. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, uh, the the original sort of uh, connection, uh, how this film came to be. My my wife actually went to theater school there, um, and so. You know, my years of sort of being introduced to the town and the people and the and the theater community there sort of led to um, led to going to the town and doing some music recording, which is how sort of Eric got pulled into it um, on a short film that I was doing. We we went down there to do some some recording with a friend at his uh, his studio there, and. Um, and then through that, me and Eric got talking and 
Yeah, I don't know what did. I don't remember if we if we thought of it as a film or we just thought, oh, this this place is something else. It would be interesting to sort of approach it um, from a documentary standpoint. I don't know, Eric. Did we have like a moment where we decided? I, I, to I think. I think it started more as we kind of just wanted to figure out a way to spend more time there. We were talking like, oh, yeah, wouldn't right. it be cool <laughs> to just like hang out here for a month and write a script or something? Uh, and and then I think yeah. we had just finished To the Mountain and we were also kind of had just like uh, um, overdone it on narrative work and we're really jonesing for some... Uh, some documentary stuff and we were looking for a documentary story because we just wanted to do we wanted to apply what we had learned making uh to the mountain into more of a documentary format kind of a hybrid thing and so rosebud wrote the beauty of making a documentary about a town full of actors is that everybody's super comfortable on camera and articulate and so and and willing to kind of just be totally open and honest on camera. And so it just kind of really led to a great um, subject for what are kind of blending the, the idea of a documentary with like kind of a kind of a narrative format placed on it or a contrived format placed on it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. We it, were walking, sorry, we were, we were walking down the street one day, me and Eric, we were waiting to, to get started on something that we were we were recording there and we we just sort of had this experience which is actually sort of an inside joke in the town is that you can't walk anywhere without getting like pulled aside on the sidewalk to talk to somebody because obviously in such a small place everybody knows everybody so it's actually hard to get from one end of town to the other if you're actually like need to be somewhere because you get stopped along the way and me and eric sort of had that moment um, where we were walking on the sidewalk and got pulled aside someone were, and we're talking. And I think that we both sort of thought like, man, how do we communicate that feeling in film? Is there a way that we could make the viewer feel like they're walking through the town on any given day and sort of bump into people or, or come across things that are happening? So that's, I think, where like the the desire to sort of place a narrative structure on something that is documentary is sort of that that uh, journey type feeling that we want yeah. to create it feels to and me I, like kind of a love letter to the town as much as a story or you know any sort of narrative style it, yes. yeah, and I, yeah certainly certainly it has it has such a dreamlike quality to it um tell me about tell me about the visual language because we just had a great conversation with levi in our last episode about you know, visual storytelling and letting, you know, letting your eyes tell the story without dialogue. And there's, a, there's, you know, some sections in here that do the exact same thing as that. So tell me about like why you chose the style that you chose and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I'll go. Um, yeah, um, we definitely like, uh, not that we just like, like traditional documentaries in any way, but uh, neither me or Mike really feel compelled, at least at that time in life to make a traditional documentary we didn't really feel like sharing like the deep history of rosebud and the you know that kind of thing we wanted to just capture more of a feeling and so you know uh it's hard to capture a feeling by having people explain it to you you gotta you kind of gotta see it 
as, as film-wise, that's as close as you can get. Is And so we chose kind of a, uh, like, a, well, we chose to use a Steadicam and kind of float through the town because that's kind of, uh, kind of how, how you move through the town. You don't drive through the town. You kind of walk through the town. You kind of float in and out of buildings and things kind of happen to you there. And we wanted to use visually create that by using like kind of a, an ongoing not a continuous but like a just steady cam moving through all these locations uh and now take it from there mike <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's like that's sort of the the practical of how to communicate that that experience of walking down the street and bumping into people or or coming across things um yeah i think we like sort of debated back and forth for a while like how we wanted to do this because like eric said we didn't want it to be sort of like a ken burns style you know traditional documentary um less informative and more experiential um and yeah i think we sort of wondered like how do you do that without going into like the world of you know like we don't want to make vr we don't want to we don't want to make something that someone literally feels like they're there but emotionally we want to communicate that so a huge part of that was the steady cam we sort of thought what if we yeah what if we shot this entire thing documentary um just on steady cam where we the camera never never goes on sticks or never goes handheld on and we never change the lens or it similar to you know trying to communicate that you're walking through, you know, the uh, a viewer's experience. Um, if we start zooming in or punching in or or changing changing the angles to something that's sort of not natural to how you would experience a town walking through it, then we thought that that would sort of take away from that emotional experience. So so yeah, on Steadicam, we never change the lens. We um, yeah, we literally for what four four and a half days just wandered the town with a couple of meetups with people that we knew we needed to talk to and yeah, watch it happen. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I mean, we created, um, we always kind of created vignettes. vignettes and scenarios that we then placed the scenarios that are realistic to the town, but we kind of would place our characters in them and then let them naturally go about their business. Um, right. Of course. But admittedly, we, we like, we did have moments where we were like, is this a bad idea? You know, let's start interview. <laughs> let's start interviewing people right now. Let's start doing interviews, and then and so. But uh, and even in the cut, you know, there like there were days where we like, you know, we're like, okay, we'll just sit down and we'll fully interview this person just so we have all the information. And then as I cut the film, uh, it took a long time because it was just getting mostly just getting the confidence to just stick with the original idea, and like yeah, keep right. pulling but pulling back things and taking. Until like essentially you get a couple voiceover pieces that kind of just give a little bit of texture to the to the to the community, just a little context. Yeah. But just yeah. a little context, yeah, that's exactly yeah. how it feels. Because yeah. um, it is kind we of did a lot of sound filter. feels like one anyway. Sorry, say that again. No, I was just saying it feels kind of like a silent film sometimes. Mm. Um, yeah, and yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's got to be scary as hell to to cut that and, and wonder if it's getting across. Um, and I think it is. Yeah. Uh, I did a lot of, um, you know, showing it to people and, 
and getting I, I had cuts that I thought, oh, I got it, and then getting like yeah. visceral, visceral reactions of distaste, and then I do a cut and I think. <laughs> Oh, this one's bad, and you know it was. Uh, it took a the edit took a long time on this one. Uh, yeah, and I, yeah, I I think because we just we kind of we kind of went all the way. Not all the way. It's not a crazy film, but we took chances. There's definitely choices and chances we took, and it's uh, more so than any of our other work. So, but after six months of editing, I think it all came together and worked out. But. I'm just kind of skimming through and looking at frames and 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 obviously the styles coming through but but I'm just I'm blown away by how professional and 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 you know complete and polished the shots look if you if you're just kind of wandering around did you did you did you not light anything did you not take any any time to stage things or did you just find these magic moments Well that, yeah kind of yeah kind of a mix um we never lit anything, so we definitely did not pre-set up any of the locations. Like we knew, we knew locations that we wanted to wanted to go to, and we knew that certain people in the town, certain characters, were going to be in these locations or at their house well, or whatever. Well, we we um, made sure they were going to be there. We scheduled. <laughs> yeah, them to that's be what there. I mean. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> like we we planned to meet people. But where else and, would they be? Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, truly. <laughs> And then, um, I mean, in terms of the staging, like, yes, there was, there was a lot of stuff that was, you know, like, like, in a way, the whole film is sort of like you would do documentary B-roll in a way, whereas we knew these people, we had pre-interviewed people and found out, you know, things that, that we wanted to find out about different people in the town and then, you know, would set things up. Um, and then, I mean, other than that, I, I, I would say we let things happen within those confines. We would, gotcha. for example, okay, let's, let's go and show us your garden. And then we, we would just shut up and follow them through their, through their yard, through their garden, let them talk. And, you know, that kind of a, that kind of thing. It but we also like, like, Oh, sorry, Scott. Sorry, like no, as far as, as uh, you know, lighting and all that, like we, it wasn't like we just showed up. Like we scheduled everything and we would, you know, like we didn't shoot between certain times of the day when the sun wasn't yep. right. Like we shot, there was a lot of downtime and then like, okay, sun's good. Also, that was the summer of like massive forest fires. So yeah. there was just a lot of downtime while smoke would blow through the city and right. it still kind of has an eerie smoky oh, wow. feeling to the whole thing. But yeah, so it was more about um, scheduling. That was our like our... Yeah, that's true. Our, uh, but more than our, um, and just yeah, waiting for the right light and placing people in the right kind of situations for them to thrive. But then also, they were such pros that they would, they would just kind of hit their mark, even though it wasn't uh, yes. a film kind of thing. They just kind of <laughs> knew where they needed to be. They kind of knew that's what pacing was required, kind of thing. So right, right. They're performers. Yeah. They're performers. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, it was a weird thing about how you're, like, uh, essentially everybody on camera in the film is actually an actor, um, either as their, either as their main profession or, you know, part of their, of right, their of many things. But we're, we're working with them as themselves, as, as a person, right. not as, an, as an actor. So it was interesting how, like Eric said, there was sort of this 
they all sort of had this natural ability to articulate thoughts or or just move in a way that was yeah like you know even being even the 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 instinct to turn and speak towards us if they had something to say or you know if we were walking through a field with them um yeah a lot of the time they would address us yeah it was interesting there was a lot of things that we didn't that were sort of unspoken that um that worked out that way and we never got an um or an ah uh the whole time <laughs> no it's crazy uh, it's a miracle <laughs> yeah it's crazy yeah very cool. So, so let's dive into the fundraiser. What are you guys doing with the release, and how uh, and how is it lending a hand? Yeah, at, uh, the the theater uh, is you go to rosebudtheater.com/support-us, and the, you can already start donating there. But uh, we are just kind of our intention is basically to give the film out for free, let people kind of experience why this this town is important and an important kind of uh, beacon of artistry and storytelling in the heart of oil country here. And then uh, kind of draw people to that site where they can give money. So we're not charging anything for our film or, or uh, personally collecting donations. We just want to draw people to, to the actual uh, campaign that the theater's doing to, uh, and they, if they like the film, they can give money to the theater that's that's what we're doing there does that make sense <laughs> yeah that's awesome what a what a great way to to shine some light on it and, and give back um and yeah, it, many it, ways. it's a tricky thing for them because um the 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 season you know I, i'm sure you're aware of of the theater world they you know they plan everything almost a year ahead so they're they're their production, their planning, their, their shows, the rights that they buy for those scripts all took place, you know, a year before now. And now the spring production and their summer production are outside of Christmas. Um, those are like their biggest push of the year. That's where they have the most attendees. And, and the difficult thing is um, one of the things that we wanted or that we do sort of get a sense of in the show is the way in which those big productions throughout the spring and summer draw people to the town and how that sort of branches out into, you know, there's gift shops there, there's places to eat, um, there's cafe, there's, there's all bed these things that, that, that yeah, yeah, bed and breakfast, all these things that are held up by the fact that people are coming there to see the shows. So this sort of whole situation that we're all in spring into summer, you know, they can't rehearse, they can't physically gather and, and even prepare for their, for a production if it was to open up in the summer. So yeah, it's a, this particularly is, is um, a massive ripple effect within the town. So yeah, we sort of, um, yeah, we, we hope to sort of bring some attention to that. Obviously there's a lot of theater groups and arts groups that are, that are experiencing this and yeah, it, it's sort of timed out that the film is giving a, a little peek behind the curtain um, of their world as well. And it's it's also nice, you know, often you release a short film, you know, you do the festival run and then your short film kind of just goes out into the night on the Internet kind of thing. Yeah. So it's nice to have a purpose for a short film at the end of its yeah. of its run kind of thing, too. It's kind of helps yeah, us. Absolutely. too. absolutely. So, totally. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, I, I just quickly, I want to talk about the music. 
Oh yeah, let's talk music. Sure. Because uh, <laughs> you you had a hand in in making it as well as everything else that you're doing. What the hell? Oh yeah. <laughs> how well, how does one do such a thing? Well, I do all well, since I guess since to the mountain. Me and Sarah Houston have been doing all the music for our films together. And so uh, this one was particularly, we put some challenges on ourselves. We recorded it all in Rosebud and we did it all with real instruments, which, uh, you know, adds, you know, now you can just do everything MIDI and you can, you know, if you need a, a, a hit to happen right on that cut, you can just slide something a little bit. But once you uh, start recording with like, you know, a full grand piano and you have musicians coming in to play horns and violin and stuff, once you've recorded that music, you're you're locked in there. It's old school style. Yeah. So, but it was awesome. Yeah, no, we uh, Paul Zacharias and Rosebud recorded it. We used the uh, the grand piano in the old church there, and uh, actually a bunch of people, well, not a bunch, but a few people from Rosebud uh, came in and played played on the uh, soundtrack and so yeah it was a pretty awesome experience but uh it was uh it was it was challenging in what was an already cha uh, challenging edit to like <laughs> to do the music that way would have been a lot easier for me just to grab a keyboard and record some midi music or <laughs> right. go to a stock music site and pick something up there but that's not the way to do it right scott you got to do it Probably. Oh yeah, you, you got to do it all yourself <laughs> and somehow be a, a musician as well as a director for sure. It's the only yeah. way. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll yeah. say Sarah carried the load musician-wise on this one, but I get down there. I yeah. get in there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys, it's interesting. You know, for myself, um, uh, not being involved um, as a musician, but you know, at, as a producer, you know, back and forth debating ideas with Eric. You know, early on, I think what you guys are doing with music was definitely more safe, you know, in the first, first edit, it was a little bit more just on like the emotional tone. And I think that was something that you were, you were struggling with a bit at the beginning of like, you didn't want this just to feel like um, just a soundtrack or something that, you know, you pulled off of a, off of a site that feels emotional. You're really trying to make the music match the town and the feel and the, yeah. and the quirkiness. But not to go too quirky, and you know it's not it's not full Wes Anderson. But how do you make how do you make something like you said with real instruments that sounded genuine, but sort of reflected that character of the town? I think that was what you were you guys were really fighting to do, um, which I yeah I definitely think in the end um, is a huge character in the film. That music is is very important that you that you spent the time that you did to get where, and, where it is, and it's it's beautiful. It is it is just a wonderful soundtrack, um, and oh, I want it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you want like it? Oh, it? That's that's yeah. funny you say that. It comes out <laughs> on all streaming platforms. On now we're talking May twenty sixth. There you go. So <laughs> don't worry, I'll post the link. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will have that soundtrack. It's so good. Yeah. And, so uh, where can people go? Oh, go ahead, Mike. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was. I had nothing to say. I had nothing to say. Oh, I was just gonna say. Um, I just wanted to. I'm not sure if any of them are listening, but I did want to just sort of mention, you know, like when, when we went and did this film, it was a little bit different than you would do on a normal, on a normal short um, because Rosebud is, yeah, a little over an hour outside of the city. We sort of had 
our crew, we, we all stayed in bed and breakfast, just sort of in the town. Um, so we all kind of just, uh, yeah, had a little, uh, had a little retreat there as crew and, and, you know, ate together, you know, quote unquote, slept, slept together and, and made the, made the project in those days. Um, we had, uh, Noah Leach as our camera assistant, um, that's why everything's so brilliantly in focus. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I was like, was I gotta say, I didn't. I, I, there was never a shot lost to focus. Everything Noah was in the, focus he's the, the whole bomb, time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Noah good. was literally like, you can see in some of our behind-the-scenes footage, we had a golf cart at one point that we were riding behind some kids on bikes, and Noah was literally sitting where the golf club should be with his wireless monitor, and um, yeah, it was just fantastic. He he really. Um, yeah, we. I don't know if we ever did a did like a, a retake of anything um, that I can remember at all. Uh, I don't think yeah, so. He was. It was just awesome to that's, have. Um, that's uh, so funny. I, I was buzzing through it too, and, and there's a shot where you're following a woman to the building, and you let the door close uh, in <laughs> front of you. And I was like, it's got to be an autofocus because that the word <laughs> stage door on the door is like perfectly. And you're oh, yeah. you know you're on Steadicam, so you're moving back, yeah. and the door's closed. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, kudos, man. <laughs> yeah. Nice work, Noah. Uh, he was he was great. Um, and then Philip Dransfield from Edmonton was our was our sound sound mixer, and he also did the like did the sound mix, right, Eric? Am I? Yeah, I'm not he did. Yeah. That oh, that's great. Yeah. And and then uh, and then our uh, we had Kyla Ferrier, who was our sort of on-site production manager, helping and slash PA keeping keeping things going and arranging and scheduling things with people remotely for us um and uh yeah it was just that was it right eric it was just the yeah those of, those three is why the film looks professional right there right. <laughs> and, so, and sounds amazing yeah 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 well, kudos to you guys cool, and the crew yeah it's, it's it's great and i just i just want to say especially with documentary it's um there's a there's a bit of um just in, inherent in any documentary film you're you're sort of as a documentary filmmaker you're you're invading someone else's space. You're getting in their face a little bit. You're kind of taking something, um, mm. and 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 it's a mutual. It, there's no. It's not not a negative. Everybody wants that. But you're sort of as a filmmaker, the the person from the outside coming in, taking something away and creating something really cool. But I think it's really cool that you guys are sort of giving back to the community in this way through the film as well. So, I think that's a really great full circle thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, even without even without knowing that there was going to be this crazy stuff happening in the world, I think me and Eric always imagined that once the film was done, that it it would have some. We we didn't know specifics, but I definitely we believed that there would be some use that could sort of pull pull some attention back to the back to the town. Um, yeah, I think we always were sort of hoping that that would have some purpose without knowing and. Uh, yeah, this is yeah, it's just kind of the the perfect storm of things. Yeah, yeah. So tell us where where can people uh, donate again, and and uh, tell us about yourselves. Where can people find out more about you guys as filmmakers? Uh, yeah, people can donate at uh, rosebudtheater.com/support-us, and uh, that's also where they can see the film on May twenty eighth, and you can get more info, see clips, 
see uh, behind the scenes stuff and uh, ericpauls.com slash rosebud doc. And then, you know, you can just go to ericpauls.com if you want to hear other soundtrack stuff and see other things if you want about me. That works. Awesome. And what's our, uh, and the, the, our, our Rosebud Doc Facebook page, we've got a lot of stuff posting and, and linking there as well. Yeah, um, we got all the uh, necessary social media yeah. on Instagram and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, if you want to look at some, some other stuff uh, on my side, it's uh, the 626productions.com is all mine all my stuff as well okay cool oh we should give a shout out i think legally and i want to canada councils uh funded this film and yeah. they're awesome so oh, uh, fantastic. shout out to canada council they were great to work yeah yeah <laughs> thanks canada council yeah you did it you did it <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for being on guys and uh i really encourage the audience to to support uh rosebud theater and uh and thank you guys for making this film and where, wait, can they see it on that page? Where exactly can they see it? Or they can't see it until... Yeah, it's going to... It's. I mean, I mean, we're just sharing a Vimeo link, essentially, but uh, it'll be embedded on that page there. Yeah. At the rosebudtheater.com page. Uh, seven, on the 28th. On the 28th, yeah. Got it. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for being on the show, and uh, we appreciate uh, your work, and congrats. I see... What about the awards? I'm just seeing some laurels on the film, too. Oh, yeah, we won the uh, Audience Choice Award at oh, wow. Tough Docs and nice. the Winnipeg Film Festival. We won an, an award, and that's it. That's our award. That's our list of awards. <laughs> that qualifies as award winning. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, I hope everybody goes yeah. and, and checks it out. And one more thing there, Michael, or no? Oh, no. I just thank you guys. Really oh. appreciate it. So we, oh, of uh, course. Yeah. It's, uh, always really uh yeah it's nice to be able to talk behind the scenes of stuff too it's, uh, yeah it's a good thing nice to totally recall that thank you stuff. for doing it yeah appreciate it all right well thanks everybody and uh thank you for listening and uh we'll see you next time on the alberta filmmakers podcast